Welcome to the Cheryl Broderson Podcast, encouraging and equipping you through the study of God's Word. This is a podcast taken from the Joyful Life Bible Study at Calvary Chapel Costa Mesa. In the Challenge series, Cheryl leads a conversation-style teaching with special guests Angie Emma and Jasmine Allnut. Dude, we could have done like two weeks on, we could have done a whole week on verses one through four. So it's like, exactly. man, this is going to so, be hard today. <laughs> I wanted to, I was talking to them yeah. in the back room, and I wanted to talk about how you've got like three players in Habakkuk 2. So you've got the Lord, mm-hmm. and then you've got the righteous, and then you've got the wicked. So Babylon um, represents all the wicked. In fact, in Zechariah, there's this um, vision that Zechariah has of of two winged women, and they've got this basket. Mm -hmm. And inside the basket, it's all the evil. And they're flying to Babylon with all the evil. Like all the evil is kind of centered and comes out of Babylon, which is interesting because uh, Babylon was one of the original cities uh, that was built in rebellion to God. Mm -hmm. So all this evil comes out. So Babylon becomes representative of all the wicked. This is what wicked do. And I think there's a problem sometimes when we say this is just the Babylonians because then we're like, you know, we've got one degree of separation or like Like it doesn't apply to us. It doesn't apply to me, but it, it, it applies to all the wicked Mm -hmm. worldwide throughout all Mm -hmm. the centuries. And then the application for the righteous also applies to all those who live by faith. So, so saying, and then what the Lord's doing, when the wicked are doing their thing and the righteous are doing their thing, what's God up to? So if you kind of have that going in, that will will help you as you kind of uh, dissect and Um, understand process. this chapter process. 30,000 feet. That's the view we see yeah, of this chapter. Yes. That's great. Like that. mm-hmm. Okay, well, I'll go ahead and read the first verse, and I'm going to read it out of the NLT today. I will climb up to my watchtower and stand at my guard post. There I will wait to see what the Lord says and how he will answer my complaint. Okay, so we're so seeing good. his preparation to hear from the Lord. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, there's, in, you know, you see in this, like, intent and purpose. You see okay. vigilance. You see mm-hmm. waiting. You see uh, expectation and humility and faith. Like, just That's all. So good. Yeah. <laughs> there's so much in this little, mm-hmm. yeah. I went Did on you say forever. anticipation? Uh, expectation. Expectation, but like same thing, yeah. Idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was thinking... Are there anyone that she forgot? Because you kind of covered it so yeah. well. Yeah, but I wish they I all had the same, started with the same letter, but they didn't. So. No, alliteration. no alliteration. I there. will stand my watch. I will set myself on my rampart. Mm-hmm. And the rampart is like a watchtower. And I like yes. this because it's like a watchman is the guardian, and he's the one who is warning all the people. So Habakkuk is taking this. You know, a lot of times we see prophets um, going to the nation and warning the nation, like we saw with Jonah. But mm-hmm. Habakkuk is going straight to God, and he's going up to this watchtower, but his role is still the same. He wants to protect the people. He wants the people to be guarded, and that's what the guardian would do. He was the first person to warn of danger. Yeah. And, and I like that he's, like it says, he's uh, standing his watch, just going off to the rampart. It's like he's separating himself from the issues to just True. go to God. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, you know, because obviously we want to do that, like set ourselves apart to seek God. But I was thinking about maybe women that are raising little kids or that don't feel like they have time to go and do that. And I was, uh, what came to mind was um, Susanna Wesley, if you guys are familiar with her, the mother of John and Charles Wesley. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because here she is, she had 19 children and nine of them died in infancy, but still, she had like, okay. 10, you know, 
Attempts kind of a lot still. Yeah. Pregnant a lot. Yes, she had so much going on. um, Mm -hmm. But she found a way, even in that, to separate herself. She called it her attentive meeting, where she would throw her apron over her head to just pray. And, and focus on the Lord. And I was like, that's what I thought of. I was like, that was her Habakkuk moment, yeah. like with the Lord, to set myself apart. And so I was just like, gosh, we all can do that, you know, in any season of life, find a way to separate w- from our problems. I would leave open seek. Bibles in every room of my house when my kids were little, just there to like know. get yeah. whatever I could. <laughs> and then um, I would had a double stroller for both sets, because I kind of have my children in sets. And I would take them on these walks, and while they're in the stroller, the walk was my prayer time. Yeah, you find your And time. that was, you know, my connection. But I love that, that he did. And there are times that we have to set ourselves apart to understand. Yeah. Uh, as women, we process differently than men do. Sometimes mm-hmm. we process by a conversation with a friend or you're processing as you're in a group, discussing the word, discussing. You know what discussion is. <laughs> discussing the word of God. Or times yeah. for me, it's a walk. Um, when I'm walking, that's how I process. That's how I kind of Same. take everything to God. I have to do something active. My, my brother, Chuck, he'll be like, Cheryl, take a deep breath. And I'm like, Chuck, that doesn't work for me. <laughs> I need to go. <laughs> you know, I have to like really work yeah. it through my system. And uh, for him, he has to get along and just, okay, breathe, take these you know, deep breaths and be still. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I process by activity. My father used to process by activity. It would be like while you were washing the dishes, while I was doing the dishes with dad, or while we were cleaning, mm-hmm. that we would have our best conversations. Mm-hmm. Or while we were planting something in my garden or digging up a tree. Oh, don't ask me why I helped him with all those things, but I did. Those were... Um, those were the times when we would process together and talk. So I love that he is getting away, but he also has mm-hmm. the anticipation. When we get away, God meets us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, God is going to meet it. us. Yeah. And I love, um, I think of this story of Samuel. In First Samuel, where Samuel's there and he hears his voice saying, Samuel, Samuel. And he, mm-hmm. he's naturalizing the voice. He gets up and he says, Eli. Yeah. What do you want? Eli's like, I didn't call you. Go back mm-hmm. to bed. So he goes back to bed. He hears, Samuel, Samuel. He jumps up. He goes back to Eli. You did call me. At this time, Eli dis- discerns that it's the Lord. And he yeah. says, go back. And next time you hear it, say, speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So he goes back to that same place where he was before. And he waits. But he's waiting with anticipation. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we need to go back to a place like spiritually, I used to hear the Lord when. When I was here, maybe it's a physical place, mm-hmm. you know, at the beach, or I have a little prayer place at the beach I like to go to, um, or I heard the Lord mm-hmm. at this other place. Mm-hmm. And so we need to go back to that place. Or even going back to promises yes, that the Lord's given you, exactly. like you're saying, like even a place of just like, I need to go back. I've had to do that. Yep. Go back and rehearse. Okay. Yeah. And God was faithful. Exactly. Will, you know, I, that really exactly. helps. <laughs> That's or good. when I was with this friend, I was more spiritually inclined. Mm-hmm. Or when I was going every Sunday morning and Wednesday night, or when I was involved with the so Joyful good. Life Bible study. <laughs> yeah. You know, sometimes it's a place that right. you have to get back to. Right. And so he's saying, all of this is so confusing. Everything that's going on in yeah. the world right now, uh, I don't understand God. I don't understand my nation. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand the circumstances in the world. Mm-hmm. So I need to get back 
to that place where I can meet with God and get my vision corrected, get my perspective corrected, um, where I can clearly hear the Lord. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so kind of wrapping that question up too on the next day, it's question two, like which one resonated the most of those? And for me, the one that resonated the most was waiting on God, which like we've kind of been talking Mm -hmm. about, but it made me think of that verse in Isaiah 40, where when we wait on God, that's when our strength gets renewed. And so So we might think Mm -hmm. it's counterproductive, like the mom who has 19 children, like how do you have time to wait on the Mm -hmm. Lord? But making those... Um, allowances and places where we can come back to that place of waiting on the Lord and our strength is renewed. But that's so good because I know there was a time where the Lord said, wait, Mm -hmm. you know, wait. Um, I'll tell you a quick story and then I'll tell you. But we're at a signal. Um, I'm at a a signal with my dad right here actually on Fairview and turning on to Sunflower. Mm -hmm. And my dad hated red lights, like more than anybody else I knew, red lights. In fact, when I got my driver's license, I'm like, do you have to stop at every stop sign? He goes, not if no other cars are around. This is why he's training me to drive. Oh, dear. And so, yeah, oh, dear is right. I like that. (laughs) Yeah, this is my father. Uh, And you thought he was perfect. Um, Anyway, um, he was wonderful. Not perfect, but wonderful. So anyway, Mm -hmm. we um, we were at this light, and my mom's like, Chuck, you know, because she can feel, and he keeps taking his foot off the gas pedal and then touching the brake. And Brian and I are in the back seat, so it's like this, you know? And all of a sudden, something with what he was doing made the cassette go into his player, and it goes, wait, wait, wait on the Lord. And my mom goes, it's a word from heaven, you know, and it was just oh like, gosh. I've never, ever oh, had an experience like that before. It was hilarious. But the idea of um, waiting, I remember, you know, a time and people are like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Right. And there are always those, I'll call them prompters. Mm-hmm. And, it, and I remember telling one person, I am praying. And they're like, isn't that like saying be warmed and filled? But you cannot go forward till you've heard from the Lord. Mm-hmm. It's not wise. Right. You know, in all your ways, seek the Lord. Uh, but that's not what I got. I got, I will uh, stand my watch. Mm-hmm. In other words, I'm just going to stay in this place mm-hmm. and not move mm-hmm. until I hear from the Lord, which is kind of like waiting, right? It is. But I'm going to stand. And I'm going to stand in faith. And I'm going to stand and I will not be moved by the circumstances or by the promptings. I'm just going to stand. Yeah. So mine, that's fun that we all had different ones, actually, because mm-hmm. mine was when I am corrected. And I love just his willingness and expectation. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, God is going to have to help me through this because I'm not seeing it. But just the humility. And I think sometimes yes. we bring stuff to the Lord. Yes. But we don't. In a way, it's almost like we don't want him to answer. It was yes. funny, C.S. Lewis, he was quoting a guy and he said, have we never risen from our knees in haste for fear God's will should become too unmistakable if we pray longer? And I was like, that's so true. Sometimes you're like, I better just get up and leave because I don't want God's will to be what I don't want to hear. No, right? Yes, he's he might say something say no. we don't. Yeah, that's what he's saying. Yeah, yes. I don't want to so, hear it. Or but, you're in the wrong. Yeah. I've yeah, had that with totally. Brian so many times. Correct us. Mm-hmm. It's like, yikes. Yeah. But I know too, like yielding to that really is the only way forward. And if you're like holding on to what you think, you know, it's going to hurt when God has to pry our hands open. So better to just, just better to go back to that. What? 
some guns. Well, I've been doing push-ups, you know, so in case anyone wants <laughs> to know. Okay. But, um, so. <laughs> I loved the humility, though, of yes. being willing yeah, to be like, corrected. Okay, God, and and then just trusting the Lord that, like you've said, even if it's not the outcome that he wants, he's going to trust the Lord. And yes. how can we grow if we don't allow correction? Yeah. You'll never grow. It's You'll stay true. stagnant in the same place. And be willing to be corrected is so good. And knowing mm-hmm. that, yes, that his correction's coming from a place of full wisdom and full love. But like sometimes it's like he loves us. Knowing he needs to be corrected. And knowing that too. Knowing yes. you need to be corrected. Oh, no, like, sometimes we don't think Do you ever we have do. feelings that you don't want though? Like, mm-hmm. Lord, I don't want these feelings. I don't want yes. these emotions. Yes, yes, yes. I know these aren't good feelings. I know these aren't healthy for me. And I, I want them gone. Like, you know, maybe... Yeah hurt, mm-hmm. um, maybe yeah. resentment, maybe a thought that just keeps coming up. I'm like, Lord, I, I hate obsessive thoughts. I don't want these thoughts. Yeah. I don't want this. I want to be corrected. I want mm-hmm. you to come yeah. and straighten me out. Yeah. Yeah. I want you to. But also realizing it's not in ourselves to correct ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's not in ourselves to write ourselves. We need this intervention of the mm-hmm. Lord. We need a divine word. And mm-hmm. the spoken word of God to us is also an um, active word. It mm-hmm. works in us to will and to do of his own pleasure. It works in us. It's alive and powerful. And it cuts out the bad attitudes and puts in yeah. the right attitudes. Yeah. So, I, I, you know, when God spoke to him, like he says to a black universe, let there be light, and there's light. Mm-hmm. Not because the universe said, okay, ugh, come on, let's yeah. work. It, had, it, was, it was a void. It had nothing yeah. to do with the creative process. Mm-hmm. It was God speaking it in. So the correction that he speaks into us works in us to transform mm-hmm. us, too. I love that. I do, too. And my greatest takeaway on this day was just that so many times today, I think we, when we have doubts or we have questions of God or we're frustrated with something, we go and blast it all over the world, like social media and all of this stuff. And Habakkuk is giving us such a good example yeah. of he goes to God first and foremost, and that's where he pours out his heart. And then that gives God a chance to answer, gives God a chance to correct any wrong thinking and correct any sin in his life, but then it, it just like, it heals him mm-hmm. and it makes him whole because he's going to God to find the answers. That's really good. The openness. So good. I love mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So good. That's any good. other takeaways before well, we probably, move on? Yeah, I liked yours gonna... the best. Yeah, okay. That was good. Thank that was you. a good wrap up. I to... loved it. Okay. So moving on to day two, <laughs> Habakkuk verses two and three. Jasmine, would you mind reading those? On it. Then the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. Behold the proud, his soul is not... Oh, went too far. Sorry, sorry. Whoops. Okay, I'm just going to read the whole chapter. Nothing you can do about it. Okay, so we see that something happened. Go to your tower. You need correction. Be quiet and go to the tower. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we see here that something happened yes. while Habakkuk was waiting. Yes. The Lord exactly. answered. Yes. yes. And so that. what was the Lord's answer? What was Habakkuk to write? The vision. Mm-hmm. And tablets. what was he to write it on? Yes. Tablets. Fascinating tablet. Yes. I thought this was interesting. You know, it's like he's not supposed to write it on a sticky note. Well, <laughs> they didn't have those. He's not supposed to write it on parchment, right. which could be lost or fade. But he's writing it on tablets, which is stones, which reminded me of the Ten Commandments, oh. which is more permanent mm-hmm. than some other things to write it on. Well, which also, is interesting. too, in those days, you'd have obelisks. You know what the obelisk, obelisk it was yeah. like? Uh, is it obelisk or obelisk? I don't, who knows? Anyway, go ahead. 
You say tomato, I say tomato. <laughs> okay. So you have this, and actually I've only read the word, I've never heard it pronounced, so oh. that's my bad. But it's like these black mm -hmm. um, spheres that would go up. Yeah. And kings would write the history of what happened. Okay. And so he's saying, this is so sure. Uh -huh. mm. You're going to write it as if it already happened. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's fascinating. As a fact. I like mm -hmm. that. As okay, a fact, and right. so they're supposed to write it plainly, which, which is, is so good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. to be like we have to. Let it be so clear mm -hmm. that it's unmistakable. That way, when it happens, everyone's going to go, oh, this was the Lord. Yeah. Because if you remember um, in Jeremiah, the people are like, no, you're just unpatriotic. You're mm -hmm. just, you know, uh, look, all the other prophets are saying things are getting bitter and better. My my, my dad had a grandmother that would say, things are getting bitter and better and better. Um, and that used to be a saying of the 1920s before hmm. uh, World War um, II, II, that things were, were getting, they figured that was the war to end all wars, wow. there would no yeah, longer be yeah. a war. Mm -hmm. So my grandmother would say, things are getting, and the phrase was better and better in every way and every day. Mm -hmm. And that was a very Western phrase. And then World War II just took all that away. Things aren't getting better. Yeah. So anyway, I, I think about it's, it's got to be plain. Mm -hmm. It's got to be so clear. And then for what purpose? So that um, anyone who received it mm -hmm. could go with it, could mm -hmm. point to it, exactly. could um, explain it, mm -hmm. so to speak. Well, and and this, that he may run who reads it. Like mm -hmm. read it first and know the message before you launch out. I so know that's, that's, yeah, that was kind of a point of application point. sometimes. Yeah, that yeah. we don't actually fully take in the message before we try to launch out and do something That's with so it. Good. That reminds mm -hmm. me of that um, story in uh, 2 Samuel when Absalom has died. Yeah, yeah. And the one runner, you know, um, Joab. No, Az Azahel. Yeah, Azahel. Oh, but right. the other runner who was a... Um, he, okay, he was... But he ran ahead before yes. he knew the end of yeah, the story. the guy from right. the other country. Yes, anyway, the guy right, from yeah. the other country, yes. <laughs> who ran, but he ran steadily... And he run, ran well, yeah. but a hus, uh, that guy, he <laughs> beat the foreigner, right. but his message was incomplete. Mm -hmm. And so all David's you know, questions, he couldn't answer. Wow. And he said, yep. you know, may all your enemies be like, you know, Absalom. And David's like, is Absalom dead? Uh, may all your enemies yeah. be like Absalom. He yeah. didn't see what really went on. But this um, foreigner saw the whole thing mm -hmm. and was able to give a complete message. Mm -hmm. And so I think it relates to yeah. Yeah. this We've got to know the message, and mm -hmm. God wants to keep it simple. Okay, mm -hmm. so um, moving on, we see these phrases that the vision was for an appointed time. At the end, it will speak. It will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not tarry. So many good things here. Yeah, let's pull out a highlight. What's one of your favorite um, thoughts on these? I, I like the appointed time. Mm -hmm. um, just that there is a set, you know, and you see that in scripture a lot where it says in due season, right? Christ died for the ungodly or in the mm -hmm. fullness of time. We see that a lot. And I was reminded of my brother-in-law, Martin. He always says like, God doesn't make half-baked cakes. And it's like, it's true. Like maybe, Scottish. is that a Scottish thing? Accent. I don't know. But it's true. Right. Like God's plans are always fully cooked. Like yeah. they're not like, oh, I just kind of halfway did this and oh, never mind. It's like everything comes to fruition and is fully cooked mm -hmm. at the right time. It's, right. Yeah. And what you see is God's got like an appointment book. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's got this book and he's going right 
on schedule. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he's got this time plan. Like Jesus could talk about the end of the age and say the things that were going to happen because he knew the plan of God. And then there's a day and an hour that we do not know and was not revealed to Jesus while he was in his humanity. True. And so there's still some more appointments to come Mm -hmm. that God knows the day and Mm -hmm. the hour. And God has a perfect timing as we were talking. And because he's outside of time and eternity, you know, we think it's taking a long time. And it's what there was a Charles Feinberg said, delay is only in the heart of man. Mm -hmm. Like it's not a delay. It's, I mean, if God's in eternity looking at everything, he's like, well, that just happened when it was supposed to. It's, right, yeah. you know, t- well, and in Second Peter, there's that verse, Second Peter 3, 8, that says a day with the Lord is as a thousand yeah. years yeah. and a thousand years is as a day. My dad had like the best illustration on this that I loved. He talked about the Rose Bowl. That yeah. he said, oh, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. like Parade. on the street watching one float after another go by. Mm-hmm. But God is, he said, in the helicopter. Yeah. And the helicopter, you know, like the ABC or CBS helicopter, is looking at the whole parade from beginning yes. to end. It can tell you the first float mm-hmm. and the last float. It can tell you who the winner of the mm-hmm. Rose Bowl was, you know. Yeah. It can tell you everything. Yeah. Uh, because it's seen it all at once. Mm-hmm. But also the helicopter could land at any time at any location where the float is. And that's what you see. God is outside of time and space. Yeah. But he can intervene. I mean, they can like, hey, police cars, we've got a you know, disruptor mm-hmm. on you know, yeah. uh, the 7th Avenue. Mm-hmm. Or you can have um, God deciding to land the helicopter, get mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. And okay. walk with the parade, mm-hmm. and then be picked up again, Which and go did. back in the helicopter. Which he did when he, he did. came flesh That's and dwelt so among yeah. us. But I yeah. thought that was like the best way to explain how God is outside time and space, and predestination, and foreknowledge, and all of these mm-hmm. things become so clear. Mm-hmm. That my dad was like one of the best yeah. on that subject. So good. So I like the, um, it's interesting, you know, like in the translation that we have quoted here is the New King James Version. Though it tarries, it will not tarry. Might sound yes, sort of confusing, yeah. but what the first one, one other translation, I think it was NLT, yeah. said, though it is slow in coming, it will not be delayed. It will not be late. So that would be like another translation that it's not saying it that it's going to tarry, but yeah. it's not going to tarry. Yeah. It's just that if it seems like it's going to be late, it's not. It's yeah. going to be right on the appointed well, think time. It's a this, good is, way to... this is two years before, probably two years before the first deportation. Mm-hmm. And at this point, Babylon just seems so far away. And they know that the superpowers, Egypt and um, Assyria, are fighting Babylon, but they seem to be winning. Uh-huh. They seem to be okay with it. And he's saying, no, Babylon's going to defeat mm-hmm. um, Egypt. And he's going to defeat, because the uh, fight at Carchemish between Necho and Babylon, um, Syria, I'm sorry, the Assyrians and um, the the Egyptians Egyptians. joined forces, and they actually won that battle at Carchemish, Mm -hmm. the one that... uh, Necho was, uh, Pharaoh Necho was going to fight when when King Josiah died. So they won. So it didn't look like it was an immediate threat. And Mm -hmm. at this point too, they were paying tribute to Egypt still. Mm -hmm. So they're like, no, you know, we're in alignment with Egypt. What are you saying? This thing with Babylon. So for Babylon to come replace the king, the first deportation was, it didn't seem, 
it, you know, it seemed like, no, 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 yeah. it's not going to happen. Yeah. So he's saying, I, it's not tomorrow. Uh-huh. It's not next week. But it's so sure, and it's coming right mm-hmm. on time. Yes. I liked your picture so of the history easy. book, like that writing yeah. history before it happens. Nobody yes. writes history until after it happens, but God's word is so sure. Mm-hmm. We can bank on it it's just really like good. that. Yeah. Okay, so let's make this personal. Which one of these personally reson- resonates with you with a vision or a word that God's spoken to you? Well, just that idea of permanence of God's, that it will surely come and it will not lie. Like Like, it it will not lie. I like that too. It's like God is not a man that he should lie. So everything he says, it's going to happen. You know, there's a certainty in that. Mm -hmm. And that's just such a, that's so comforting. I wrote that too, that his word is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yeah, Yeah, totally. I got, well, that was my takeaway, but I got wait for it. I got wait for it. Me too. And that's yep. like the Lord's word always proves t- yes. true, mm-hmm. even though God's got his own time element yeah. to bring it to pass. Mm. And, and I put that the wait for it is invest in it. Mm-hmm. Invest in the word of God. Mm-hmm. Like mm. put everything you have in the word of God because that's inevitable. That will prove yeah. true. And I put um, Galatians 6, you will reap what you mm-hmm. sow. And so... If you invest in the word of God and what God's saying, you're going to reap a good harvest. Yeah. But if you invest in what the world is saying, and I was thinking about that scripture, it just really hit me where Jesus said, if you're ashamed of me in an adulterous and sinful generation, like you're embarrassed of me? You'd rather please this sinful, adulterous generation and look good to them than, than before me? And I just thought about that, like... I should invest in trying to please God, yeah. not this evil and adulterous generation. And Jesus said, if you try to please this adulterous and sinful generation so that you're ashamed of me, yeah. when I stand in all my glory, guess what I'm going to be ashamed of? Yeah. And I was like, wow. You know, something that struck me this week, I um, was just seeing that word of vision, like Habakkuk needed a vision. And we have to have a clear vision of God in order to sustain ourselves through hard times. And I, uh, last year had this morning where I woke up and I had like a star over my vision. And so I had this double vision and I couldn't see. And I sat down to read my Bible. I couldn't focus on anything. I couldn't read. And it really scared me for a minute. But then I thought like it is so important that we don't have a double vision that we can mm. see things clearly if we can't see yeah. clearly it affects everything else so we need a clear vision of who God is and what his word is to That's us really good. Yeah. and I do like write it down and I do think it's yes. it can be personalized even more for each of us write down the promises of God mm-hmm. because as Jasmine said totally. sometimes you're going to need to rehearse those and go back to those promises and say Absolutely. like I know that God said this Mm -hmm. to me that he gave me this scripture and this is you know a promise from God and I'm going to rest in this promise um even though circumstances are going crazy write down I had a girl come to me years ago Sarah um at the Bible college Mm -hmm. and she came to me and usually when girls at the Bible college would come to me they'd be like can I talk to you I wrote things down the Lord really spoke Mm -hmm. to me there's this guy and you're like I am not you know (laughs) Abigail Van Buren I do not do love counseling I'm really bad at it and you know and sometimes it would be like oh no this is like doesn't have a chance because every other girl had a crush on Jeremy Camp and it was like oh "Oh, yeah actually I remember those days yes okay and so I was like yes and so yes (laughs) 
<laughs> our, our brothers didn't even. So when um, this girl came to me, she's like, my mom told me I need to talk to you. Um, this is my scripture. You know, write the vision, make it clear. And I'm no like, uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm just ready for it. She's like, I feel like the Lord's calling me to Hawaii to be a missionary. I'm like, really? I was like so excited that it wasn't about a guy. And I said, and she told me everything that the Lord was speaking to her and all these things that corresponded with it. It was so amazing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she did, uh, I can't remember, I'm blanking on Sarah's last name, Hill. Hill. Yeah. She goes to Hawaii. She starts this youth group for young people. And I don't know if you've seen the movie uh, about Bethany Hamilton, mm-hmm. but Carrie Under... Soul Surfer. Yeah. Okay. Soul Surfer. <laughs> Surfing Carrie for souls. Carrie Underwood. <laughs> Carrie Underwood, who sings so well. She plays Sarah Hill's part in the movie. Mm, that's so cool. That's Isn't cool. that so cool? Mm-hmm. So Sarah had this verse, yeah. shared it with me, and I just was like, let me just pray for that. It's really you. Cool. It's so important to mm-hmm. write down the things the Lord shows us because the enemy is really good at stealing those seeds. Yeah. And that's when what we, we read about, right, in Mark yeah. chapter uh, 4. Exactly. Yeah. Any takeaways before we move on? Really quick. I, like I, one. I had just yeah. one other thought about the timing Matthew of 13. the Lord. And I was because I was thinking about Lazarus when Lazarus died and just the timing of everything Jesus was doing there because yes. it looked yes, like, like Jesus delay. was late. It looked, you know, it looked Completely. like, oh gosh, obviously he's late. You know, he didn't, you know, Lazarus died. He didn't come in time to heal him. But Jesus was right on time to do a greater work of resurrection. And so it's like, okay, the greater work that God wants to do. So that he's always on time for that. It just again, it always looks like a delay or looks like he missed something in our timeline in the way we're looking at things, but he's so beyond. Nobody expected so a resurrection, he, but for Jesus, it was just like, no, this is the perfect time for me to show up four days later. And I <laughs> wow. told you. And yes. Yeah. And I yes. told you. And yep. it, it all goes back to that of just walking by faith and believing that he, he's in control. Yes. Yeah. Amen. Okay, so Cheryl, could you read verses I am four through so eight? excited because I love this translation. That will Which help one are you us reading? understand this part. Hmm? I'm reading the CSB, Christian okay, Standard Bible. Look, his ego is inflated. So again, we're going to be talking about the proud and the wicked here. Mm-hmm. He is without integrity, but the righteous one will live by his faith. Moreover, wine betrays an arrogant man. Uh, wine betrays. An arrogant man is never at rest. He enlarges his appetite like Sheol, and like death, he is never satisfied. He gathers all the nations to himself. He collects all the peoples for himself. Won't all of these take up a taunt against him? With mockery and riddles about him, they will say, Woe to him who amasses what is not his. How much longer? And loads himself with goods taken in pledge. Won't your creditors suddenly arise and those who disturb you wake up? Then you will become spoiled for them. Since you have plundered many nations, all the nations who remain will plunder you because of human bloodshed and violence against the land, cities, and all who live in them. First of the five woes. Yes. I was reading one thing and I was like, oh, I never noticed this, but the, they're, they're very um, evenly grouped and everything. There's three verses per woe, which I didn't notice oh, before. So yeah, poetic. I know. How about that? And Wait, so, if there there's five oh, three verses, right? Sorry, there's five. Yeah, exactly. But woe, um, do we ask it today or do we, we ask it another it day? The next day, but that's okay. fine. Go ahead and do it. No, what it means. Let's wait. Oh, wait. Oh, okay. So, so the proud, 
Um, the proud and the just. Proud and the just. Mm-hmm. And I like the inflated ego. Uh, yeah. Tim Keller talks about, uh, in his book on self-forgetfulness, he <laughs> talks about how pride inflates and makes mm-hmm. you super sensitive. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I've realized when I get hurt or like, oh, that hurt my feelings, that I have to go back and say, okay, where's that area of pride that's so sensitive mm-hmm. to what others do that I'm not looking at why they said that yeah. or um, what's going on with them. We, so, we take everything so personally, and this generation mm-hmm. is so about feelings. Yeah. And it's not about reality or what's really going on, but my perspective and my, my feelings, my truth, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I loved how Tim Keller said, that feelings are feelings, mm-hmm. and we are neither to put um, so much confidence in them, nor are we to belittle them. Yeah. We are yes. to say, this is how I feel. Now I'm going to present it to God and find mm-hmm. out, is this realistic? Mm-hmm. Is this discernment? Or is this sensitivity because of my own pride? So Which one is it? Mm-hmm. So I, I love that inflated ego, extra sensitive. But When you see pride, you have to say, you know what? There's something wrong in my soul. Mm -hmm. When I'm extra sensitive, what's wrong in my soul? What's Mm -hmm. wrong? I think about how Jesus said, out of the um, heart, um, the mouth speaks. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when I go snarky or when I go... or when I go like um, sarcastic. sarcastic or when there's something critical yeah. that comes out of me, I have to go, you know what? There's something wrong with my heart. I got to get to my rampart. Yeah. And I so, got to say, yeah. Lord, correct me. What, what's wrong? Because I know it's in my heart That's and so I know true. I need a heart cleansing and a heart wash. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes I'm doing that like um, three or four times a day. Yeah. I need a heart wash. Well, I think we missed a spot. So good. I think I'm, there's a bird dropping on my soul. You know, like I have to just get this clean. So good. Yeah, I was just going to say this whole thing about pride too is a reliance on ourselves instead of a reliance on God. Exactly. And so that's such a good contrast with being just is we're relying on God's righteousness, but being proud, we're relying on our own. No, exactly. That was actually what I was thinking about this because one of the ways the Hebrew word there for upright, for mm-hmm. why he's not upright, um, meaning he's not even or tranquil. And I was like, that's so true because the wicked are unstable. And so, you know, there's a lack yeah. of stability there, like in Isaiah 48, where it says there's no peace for the wicked, you know, um, because they are depending on themselves. You're just in this place of kind of like what you're saying about being sensitive too, yeah. because you're just, you know, not yeah. just steady. You're going with in, your feelings. Yeah, exactly. Wow. You know? Yeah, so and I thought you that just was... think inflammation makes us hurt in our bodies. Like it we does. try to get yeah. rid of inflammation. Same thing. Like that's where you feel the pain. Yeah. Yes. But the justified or the righteous, and the just um, is actually better translate, uh, translated the justified. Okay. And mm-hmm. when it's translated in the New Testament, Paul uses the Greek word that means the justified, right. mm-hmm. or those that are declared righteous mm-hmm. are declared because yeah. of their faith in God. Yes, so outside you of know, themselves. It's because we believe in God. Mm-hmm. And I think about the way to survive all the things that are happening, and boy, talk about the instability. Our nation is so... Mm-hmm. Unstable. Right. I mean, we go from Trump to Biden. Mm-hmm. You know, who are we? Where yeah. are we? You know, and then I'm like seeing these Pledge of Allegiance signs in people's yard. I'm like, 
Are they liberal or are they conservative? Are they saying no matter who the president is, we still pledge allegiance to the United States? Or are they saying we pledged allegiance when it was a conservative government and this is how we really, I'm like, who are you? What do you really feel? I'm like so confused. I mean, the Pledge of Allegiance even, it's like, wait, who are you? What do you, like that, that could be confusing. Like everything's so confusing right now. And I'm thinking the way to survive The way to keep going, when Babylon takes over, the way to make it through, when everything that you believe in, everything that you've, you know, um, you know, like your house or your family or everything you've relied on, your Mm -hmm. job is disintegrating, Mm -hmm. what do you do? Trust the Lord. You invest in the Lord. And Mm -hmm. I I put to like um, the word faith. I, I just think it's so important sometimes to yeah. define yeah. what faith is. Um, faith is when we entrust, when we trust, when we believe everything. You know, faith is like a, um, a nuanced word. True. It's not just trust. And it's not just entrust. It also has to do with the body of what we believe about God. Mm-hmm. What do you believe about God? And you know, what do you believe about the word of God? And it's when we believe that God is who he says he is, when we believe that God has done what he says he's done, when we believe his testimony, when we believe he will do what he says he will do, and we are loyal to that. Because in the New Testament, the word pistis or faith doesn't just mean the body of what we believe, though it does at times. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it functions as a noun, and sometimes it functions as an adjective. Mm-hmm. And, when it, and then it, sometimes it functions as a verb. Mm-hmm. And when it functions as a verb, it means loyalty yeah. or allegiance to. So it means that we hold on to this. Mm-hmm. So faith is what we hold on to. Mm-hmm. Faith is what we believe about God, what we invest in, what we you know, give to, you know, mm-hmm. we entrust yeah. to God and we trust God. No, good. And that's how we survive. No, I'm, I'm glad you like just defined and explored that because that's what really struck me. I was just like, gosh, I forget how important faith is to God. Yes. <laughs> you know, that he's always kind of like with the, you know, Gentile woman or the Syrophoenician woman drawing the faith out of, you know, out and of her. And then commending it. And exactly. then commending like, oh, woman, great is your faith. She's the one who said the little dogs get the crumbs. If you guys remember that story but in even Matthew. the centurion where yes. he comes to Jesus and says, you don't even need to show up at my house. You just say the word because I know yeah. I'm also a man under authority. So he's recognizing the authority yeah. of Jesus comes right. straight from God. Yeah. And yes. Jesus was under that. And, you know, I say this man, he does this. And so I know you have that same authority. And Jesus just marveled at his faith and said, I haven't found this faith in all of Israel. Yeah, Interesting that the at. two people who get commended for their faith mm-hmm. are Gentiles. Yes, exactly. Don't that's so important to him. Interesting that he doesn't just heal everyone. He could have just blanket healed it, healed everyone that he came in contact with, but he didn't. He wants us to have faith and have faith partner with the work he's going to do. Right. Yeah, that's it's right. Really, he wants us yeah, just thinking about how precious that is to God. I was like, okay, that's why he puts us in those situations because exactly. he wants to draw and, and work I that in I believe we're living in a time where all the idols are to fall. Mm. And I think the, you know, I worked for the Young Republican Party when I was in college and I was never so disillusioned mm. or so put off. Mm. I mean, I, I didn't, I, I called my dad and said, this is 
horrific. All these old men were trying to pick up on me. They're not faithful to their wives. They were drunk. They were drinking. Um, It was uh, an aunt who was into astrophysics and into fortune telling, everything, like everything evil. She like was into it, like wanted to know what sign I was. And she was head of the Republican Party for um, Santa Barbara. And I was just so like, because I had worked for another Republican in high school, um, Marion Bergeson, who was um, really like a straight arrow, Hmm. really nice person and loved her. Uh, I had to do it for my civics class. And then to do this, I was like, I think I want to be independent. I don't want to be associated with, you know, the Democrats are more out with it or the Republicans, I think, cover it and have these shams. And I've met so many power-hungry Republicans that it's all about seizing power. What I'm saying this is I don't mean to offend you if you're Republican or Democrat, but just to say this, our faith cannot rely or be entrusted to a political Mm -hmm. party. Our faith has to be in God or yeah. we won't survive. Yeah. You know, sometimes I feel like it's like a great big football match and it's like, our team is One winning. Team oh other. no, they stole the ball. Oh <laughs> no, no, you know, another fumble. We got a chance. Oh, we missed the field goal. And I like, I don't want to live my life like that. Like the, yeah. you know, the good guys, the bad guys, the good guys, the bad guys. I want to live my life going, Lord, yeah. you're in charge. Absolutely. And no matter what, it's going to be Jesus who wins. Yeah. Jesus who wins. Mm. And then I don't want to look at the other team like, we're going to kill you. We will, we will rock you. You know, I don't want to do that. No, this is no. my mission field. I'm yeah. trying to get the Rams saved. And, yeah. you know, or the Chargers saved. And no, not it, the Rams. We don't want the Rams saved. Okay, so so I'm just kidding. Really I'm a Seahawks fan. We really need to move on. <laughs> yes, we do. This is such a key verse. The just shall live by faith. So are there any other takeaways? The just shall live by faith. Uh, I have more of a takeaway on the wicked, but we can move that on because it kind of lumps in with day four, like where we continue with the woes. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, so moving yeah, right on. Going. Yep. Day four, verses nine through 14. I'll go ahead and read it. What sorrow awaits you who build big houses with money gained dishonestly? You believe your wealth will buy security, putting your family's nest beyond the reach of danger. But by the murders you've committed, you've shamed your name and forfeited your lives. Mm. The very stones of the the walls cry out against you, and the beams of the ceiling echo in complaint. What sorrow awaits you who build cities with money gained through murder and corruption? Has not the Lord of heaven's armies promised that the wealth of the nations will turn to ashes? They work so hard, but all in vain. For as the waters fill the sea, the earth will be filled with an awareness of the glory of the Lord. Yeah, that's good. Um, This is kind of my takeaway on all of these things on the woes with the wicked. um, Was, you know, again, the thought that nobody really gets away with anything. Everybody's on a leash, you know, from God. And I was just thinking of a couple, you know, things in history where that, that, you know, shows itself. And it's interesting because I'm doing, like Cheryl said, I'm doing my my master's, and I'm doing uh, my last class right now, which is on World War II. I saved the best for last, in my opinion. So fun. I know, it was horrific war, but, um, <laughs> but it's interesting. I'm watching, I was watching this documentary on Mussolini, who was the dictator of Italy during that time, and it was interesting because it was talking about how he had once said, everyone dies the death that befits his character, and Mussolini thought he was just all that in a bag of chips. He thought he was so amazing, 
But it's interesting because when he died, um, they threw his body, him and his mistress, they, fi- they executed them by firing squad, threw them in the streets of Milan, and then they, people just came and basically desecrated, like, you know, spit on the bodies, kicked them, they hung him from a bridge, and just totally, like I said, desecrated his body. And I was like, wow, how interesting, because it's true, everyone dies at the death that befits his character. Hmm. And that was what his true character really was, just the fact that, you know, in the end, you know, what did it come to for him? And, you know, it, it, really, nobody really gets away with anything. And in the end, it all comes back. And it's interesting because you see that all his endeavors, um, this wicked person, like yeah. he murders, he does all these bad yeah. things just to protect himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He so he's, he's doing all up. this to protect himself. Right. And it actually works against right? him. Absolutely. And I was thinking about Ponzi schemes. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking oh, about too, all yeah. these people that build these, these schemes and do all this stuff on the backs of other people. Mm-hmm. Or even those people who call you with these, you know, just to get your money. Mm-hmm. And how that's going to be visited back right. on them. Yeah. And yeah. I was thinking again out. about like that scripture where Jesus says, um, he who picks up the sword will die by the mm-hmm. sword. Mm. And I was thinking, you know, murderers get murdered. Yep. You yep. know, uh, drug dealers usually die of uh, drug overdoses. And I, was, I kept start. you know, uh, robbers get robbed. You yeah, know, um, they said con artists are the ones who fall the easily, uh-huh. the most easily to a con. And you're thinking about this. And I was just, again, it was going mm-hmm. back to, you reap what you sow. Totally. Mm-hmm. That is, that's I why that. I love history, because it just... You see that, like it's just true, over and over yeah. and over again. I mean, yeah. I was looking at this whole thing on. <laughs> but I on, love like how. Yeah, and, and I think too, when it says the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the yes. Lord, that at the end of the day, we're all going to see that God was right about everything. Yeah. Yep. But it's almost it, it's like the evil might be getting away, and mm-hmm. it might look like their Ponzi scheme is working, and right. it might look like their thing is working. I think about Jeff Epstein. I think about. Um, Oh, that awful director. I think about the and Madoff. And I think Mm -hmm. about all these people who got away, got away. They built themselves houses. They did all this stuff. But you know what? They all got caught. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They all felt not not everybody. um, In 1 Timothy, it talks about some men's sins get exposed Mm -hmm. and go before them. Mm -hmm. And you know where they're going. You know their end. But he said, others remain hidden. But they all will be exposed at the judgment. So... But, I know I like that in question four, the hope that these yes. verses, what hope do these verses give? The verses that say the earth is going to be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God. Yeah. And it made me think of Hebrews um, 6.19. Just Jesus is the anchor of our hope. Yes. We have this hope that he is the victor. We know the finish. We know the end. And that hope is an anchor to our souls. Jasmine. No, yeah. and, I, and I like that exactly because I, I like that it says the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. Because yes, the earth will be filled with the glory of the Lord, but everybody's going to know it and it's recognize okay. it. For us, that's like the hope and our anchor. But mm-hmm. for the world, it's Philippians too, right? One day, every knee will bow. They're yeah. all going to realize, oh, this is they the glory of God. Him yeah. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Any other takeaways before we move I've on? I've got one, yeah. one other one. And I was thinking that's when all the wrongs will be put right. Yeah. And we can't expect all the wrongs to be put right. And I was thinking how some days we're kind of like Jonah. 
like we're just waiting for judgment and we're mad at the Lord until the judgment hits. Mm -hmm. And we even kind of separate because God didn't do it our way and, you know, the judgment. And we want, you know, this person to be corrected and that person to be judged and Mm -hmm. this. And when you live your life for judgment rather than for the glory of the Lord, Mm -hmm. and those things, a lot of things are not going to be rectified until they will. Everything will be rectified. Everything. Yeah. There's not one thing that won't be put right. Holy. Not one thing will be left out. Yep. Mm-hmm. But it will not be totally rectified until yeah. the earth is filled with mm-hmm. the knowledge yep. so good. of the Lord as the, as the ocean covers the earth. So I mean, think about the depths and how great it is. So yes, how complete. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good. Well, and I was thinking on the contrast of that, just that we don't want to go on sinning because you see what's happening here when they when we sin, we sin against our own soul. Yeah, and it made me think of that, that parable in Luke where that rich landowner was like, I've got so much, I'm mm. going to build bigger barns. And Jesus is like, how do you know your soul is going to be required of you today? Yeah. And so we need to invest in things that are eternal things for the kingdom. I have a friend who's in her 90s and she does this Bible study. And I think everyone in her study is like over 85. And she gets together with these women and they've Aww. known each other for years. And she's just like, how are you investing in the heavenly kingdom? So good. Mm-hmm. And she's always asking them, how are you investing in the heavenly kingdom? And, and she has all last. these investments. Like yeah. she invests in Johnny Erickson Todd. Uh, you know, they tithe here. They, and they're always like, you know, we're investing because I want a lot of treasures in heaven because I could, <laughs> I could be there any moment now. Yeah. And I love that living in that anticipation. Me too. And I, that just makes me think of like, we are going to receive crowns in heaven that we can throw down at the feet of Jesus to That's worship right. him. That's right. Jasmine, do you mind reading verses 15 through 17? Okay. Woe to him who gives drink to his neighbor, pressing him to your bottle, even to make him drunk, that you may look on his nakedness. You are filled with shame instead of glory. You also drink and be exposed as uncircumcised. The cup of the Lord's right hand will be turned against you, and utter shame will be on your glory. For the violence done to Lebanon will cover you. The plunder of beasts, which made them afraid, because of men's blood and the violence of the land and the city, and of all who dwell in it." Okay, kind of so this similar. is the fourth woe, the fourth time mm-hmm. we see God use that word woe. Cheryl, did you say enough about woe, or is there something no, else you I wanted to No, I didn't say anything about it. Okay. <laughs> I was thinking about how woe means bad things ahead, uh-huh. and yeah, exactly. how blessed means good things ahead. And That's I love the Sermon on the Mount, because Jesus says, blessed, blessed, blessed. Um, and he said, you know, later, woe to you who are rich now. Woe to you who you know, laugh now. And so I was thinking for those who are suffering or have gone through injustice, Mm -hmm. there's a blessing up ahead. Mm -hmm. For those who are living the best life now, there's a woe up ahead. And you know, I'm like one of those people that eat all the things on my plate that I don't really like and save my favorite things for last. You know, like I try to eat all my vegetables, actually some vegetables I really like, and like push aside the things that I really like. Mm -hmm. Years ago, um, my dad, I would push my steak to the side. I used to think steak came in strips because that's how my mom served it because we had a big family. And so I thought that's how it came. So I loved steak, so I would push it to the side of my plate. And my dad would take his fork and start eating it, thinking, thinking I didn't want it. Done. I was like, but it was my dad. So I lit him. So then, you know, I marry Brian. 
still saving my last. And one night we were out with my parents and I had ordered steak. I was probably married about a month or two months. And I'd done my thing, set my steak over to the side. And Brian and my dad reached with their forks at the same time for my steak. And I'm just looking at both of them. And then they looked at each other. My dad had the realization, oh, she's married now. Maybe I can't do this. And you know what they did? They looked at each other and said, sorry. I was like, Wait, I'm like, it's my steak. It's my steak. Yeah, you, you know, you should, you, you know. <laughs> wow. But anyway, it was like just so funny, the crossing of the forks. But I thought about like, you're either living in, you know, I'd rather have the bad and then the good. Mm-hmm. Then look at the rest of the, like the future Save of my life is going to be bad. Mm-hmm. I'd rather is, get rid of the woes and go to the blessed. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you're, you know, as Jesus said, you know, if you're poor in spirit now, if you're humble, don't worry. Great things are ahead. If you've been humble, yeah. God's got good things. If you're, if you're, you know, sorrowing, yes. if you're mourning, God's got joy up ahead. If you're, you know, what a glory heaven will be. Think about some people who don't want to go to heaven mm. because they mm. can't imagine that heaven could be better than earth. Mm. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. It's going to be so much better. Yeah. You know, again, yeah. I get to see my dad who I keep talking about today. But all of that, it's going to be so much better. But if you don't have treasures in heaven, mm-hmm. now's our time to now's do that. Now's our time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have something? Um, just quick, because um, I know we need to get to the last one. The only yeah. ma- the one thing I just wanted to, that struck me was, uh, in the New Living, it says, uh, woe is what sorrow awaits, as you probably know, because it's in your mm-hmm. translation. The word, that's how it's translated in the uh, New Living, is yeah. what sorrow awaits. And I was yes. just thinking about how it's something, you know, remember, what's that verse that judgment is his strange work? God, yes. God doesn't, it's Isaiah. not like, I can't wait to fry everyone. I was thinking about Jesus' woes that he pronounces in Matthew 23. And then right after that, he mourns over Jerusalem. He's like, oh, Jerusalem, I wanted to gather you under my wings. God's heart is for reconciliation. He's like, I have to bring these woes, but they're gonna bring so much sorrow to you. Like, yeah. there is a better way, but if you refuse... I'm going to have to judge. It's just like, it's, it's a grievous thing. It's mm-hmm. not just, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, and but, part of yeah. his tarrying is his long-suffering. Yeah. That scripture right. says yeah. that long-suffering right. is his mercy yeah. because he doesn't want anyone to perish. Yeah. Um, in um, how, in uh, question A, 1A, um, Habakkuk 2.15, I thought about, you know, this is those who seduce. Um, I worked with mm-hmm. Run to Rescue a little bit, which mm-hmm. I think is one of the greatest organizations mm-hmm. that saves girls out of um, human trafficking. Yes. And there is a whole seduction that goes on where mm-hmm. they get the girls drunk, where they slowly break down the girls' inhibitions and uh, that seduction. And mm-hmm. I think, you know what? Those people are going to receive a greater judgment yeah. mm-hmm. you know those who exploit others Absolutely. and again that goes their vulnerability in my takeaway yeah. again that's where I actually wrote um, things can turn around so suddenly right. and God is our own st- stability but in an instant exploiters can yep. become the exploited murderers get murdered swindlers yeah. uh, become the swindled and again that goes back to and I think over and over again you reap what you sow. Absolutely. And then I just, my passing thought was, leave the vengeance to God. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because God right. says, I will 
I will yes, avenge. Absolutely. I will. I'll take care of this. And we have to trust him that he is going to be just with his vengeance. And he isn't that be. what we're hold, the yes. righteous will live by their yeah, faith, by trusting yeah. and entrusting yeah. to God. That's how you'll survive. If you choose sides, like the Babylonians, or if you choose Judah and you're like such a patriot, you're going to be disappointed. Right. You're going to be unstable. But if you trust the Lord. Yeah. And we just see this blanket of shame covering or a blanket of glory. And I want to be under his blanket of glory. Mm, Absolutely. All right, let's move on to the last one. Cheryl, would you, for day six, read verses 18 through 20. What use is a carved idol after its craftsman carves it? It is only a cast image, a teacher of lies. For the one who crafts its shape trusts in it and makes idols that cannot speak. Woe to him who says to wood, wake up. Or to mute stone, come alive. Can it teach? Look, it may be plated with gold and silver, yet there is no breath in it at all. But the Lord is in his holy temple. Let the whole earth be silent in his presence. Okay, so here we're contrasting idols with the living God. And I love that we see Habakkuk knows his God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to let you guys give me your takeaway for today. Yes. <laughs> I wanted yeah. to read Psalm 115 really, really quickly okay. because it just corresponds to um, this uh, scripture, Psalm 115, 3 through 8. It's like saying the exact same thing. So our God is in heaven and does whatever he pleases. Their idols are silver and gold made by human hands. They have mouths but cannot speak, eyes but cannot see. They have ears but cannot hear, noses but cannot smell. They have hands but cannot feel, but um, feet but cannot walk. They cannot make a sound with their throats. Those who make them are just like them, Mm -hmm. as are all who trust in them. And I was thinking about how you become by like the thing that you worship. Mm -hmm. You know, you you become become, what you behold. Right. Mm -hmm. And how so many people, this isn't my takeaway, um, that God is never diminished no matter what men think, do, or believe. God is still God. He is on the throne. He holds the breath of all men. And for that, I put Daniel 5.23. And then in Acts 17.28, um, Paul is asking the uh, the idolaters of Athens, like if you know one of your own, Epicurus said, um, if you're in the image of God mm-hmm. and you can breathe and you can talk and you can smell and you can walk, why would you make these inanimate objects to be gods? Yeah, and he's yeah. showing the irrationality yeah. of of what they're doing. But I was thinking about how men want a genie. They want a God who is a genie, Mm -hmm. who is at their command and does whatever they want and follows their perspective. But our God is infinite. He sees, as we said, the end from the beginning, and he is always working out his will. Done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, no. That's Any takeaways, Jazz? I mean, that's pretty much it. That's the same things. My other thought was just just being still before the Lord and, and just Job. Yeah, yeah, Job 40, when he's, 
you know, he sees God, a vision of God, and he says, I am vile, I put my hand on my mouth, I've spoken a couple times, I'm not gonna say anything else, like. I misspoke. Yes, I misspoke, exactly, and just, yeah, in light of really who God is, by contrast to these idols, yeah, but. And it's so exciting to think God's in control. Mm -hmm. Amen. So, and this is our faith. Yeah. This is where our faith lies. God, you're in control. You know, I was thinking about, we know we're in the last days. How many know we're in the last days, right? Yeah. (laughs) And it it says, these things must happen. Mm -hmm. How many of us are trying to work against all those musts and imperatives, you know? Mm -hmm. How many are like, no, Mm -hmm. as we see these musts, like, you know, people, lovers of self. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. I mean, narcissism is epidemic, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. I mean, all these things is, you know, Paul in 2 Timothy encapsulates the attitude that will pervade the last days. And we see it and we're like, "Ah!" and it's like, these things must happen. But it's, look up, Mm -hmm. because your redemption draws near. Mm -hmm. I still believe in the rapture more than I've ever believed in the rapture. And I don't care who doesn't believe it. Mm -hmm. I know it. Mm-hmm. I know it, yeah. and I can't wait because Jesus is coming. Mm-hmm. And you know, though the vision tarries, wait for it because yes. it's sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My last thought is just that living by faith is the only way to an abundant life. Yeah. yeah. All right. Would you mind praying for us, I would Cheryl? love to pray. Thank you. Lord, we need to be like Habakkuk. Lord, we need to be ready to be corrected. Lord, we've got so much wrong thinking and we don't even realize all the places where the culture has permeated our thoughts, Lord, that we've become like Mm -hmm. Peter, where we're mindful of the things of man, where we have all these self-interests. And Lord, we have lost sight of your plan and of your ways, and of your power, and sovereignty, and greatness. Lord, will you make us willing? Will you make us willing to get alone with you? Will you make us willing to be corrected? Mm -hmm. Would you make us willing to receive your word above our own word? To receive your way above our own ways? To receive your will above our own will? Lord, will you make us willing? And then, Lord, will you speak it to us? Will you speak it so divinely, that transforming word that changes our heart, that changes our perspective, that changes our attitude? Lord, we realize it's not in man to do good. It's not in us. And we can't answer you back like we should. We can't work it up. We can't work it out. Lord, we need you Mm -hmm. to work it in us, to speak it into us, and let your word, Lord, transform and move and do all that it wants to. Lord, you promised that your word, Lord, would be like the rain, and even as the rain always accomplishes your will, so your word that falls on us, that drenches us, will accomplish everything you want if we just let it in, if we just drink it in. Lord, bless my sisters that have come today. Bless my sisters that are listening. Bless my sisters that are doing Habakkuk. Lord, bless them with understanding. Bless them with receptivity to your spirit. Bless them with transformation. 
all of us, Lord. I include myself. Lord, if we need anything, we need Jesus. We need the word of God, which is Jesus. We need the whole package and nothing less will do. So Lord, work in us. Let us live. Lord, let us be those who are justified by our faith in you, made righteous by our faith in you. Lord, let us be those who trust you to the very end and entrust, Lord, all the things that we don't understand, all those who are not yet there, all the wrong things of this life, let us give it all to you and then rest in you that you are on the throne of heaven and everything is going just according to the grand, great plan that will culminate with Jesus reigning over the world, turning all the wrongs to right. Thank you that you have a plan. Thank you for Jesus who set everything in motion. And we, again, pray these things because of the testimony and the work of Jesus. Amen.